Hi there, welcome back. Let's go on Gaia and see what they have about Osiris. Atlantis connection to Abydos. What lies below the remains of the oldest Egyptian city now known as Abydos may unravel a very old story beginning thousands of years before the official start of Egyptian history. Abydos is considered the birthplace of Osiris, Isis, and many other gods. 6.8 miles from the Nile, near the modern Egyptian town of El Araba El Matfuna, is the remnants of the oldest Egyptian city, called Abdu, renamed by the Greeks and referred to in English as Abydos. This was a site of many ancient temples, including Seti I, and a mysterious king's list dating back thousands of years. A royal necropolis where early pharaohs were entombed was also found here, suggesting that this area was extremely significant in burials, leading to the growth of the town's importance as a cult site for Osiris. But what was so important here at this area? Experts keep digging up evidence. In November of 2016, Egypt announced the remains of a lost city alongside the mortuary temple of Seti I. A team of archaeologists from the Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities found the remains of ancient huts and graves during a dig dating back to 7,000 years ago. 2016. Believe, however, that the significance of this find is just the beginning of not only the dating of this ancient city, but also its significant meaning in the world. What lies below the surface of this temple complex may unravel a very old story. But this was essentially just the beginning. We know that there have been a series of quite extraordinary discoveries made at the Bidos, uh, including these huge boats uh, which were discovered within the cemeteries there. And what? what is very clear oh, oh. is that Abydos was seen huge boats uh, which were discovered within the cemeteries there. And what is very clear is that Abydos was seen as the point that you would uh, pick up this road that would take you into the afterlife, a road that would initially go towards the west, towards the direction of the setting sun. Abydos was arguably the most important 
of all of these cemeteries in Egypt and that this tradition then continued on right the way through the Old Kingdom um, into the New Kingdom period uh, when you have this massive great temple complex built by Seti I around 1300 BC. And this is an incredibly large uh, temple. And as you approach it, you see these 12 incredibly massive, colossal pillars, six on either side of this gigantic entrance. And you go into this and, you know, it's, it's like being in a giant's palace, basically. But you pass through this, you pass through all of the different chapels, and you eventually reach, you're channeled through into this corridor. And in this corridor, right the way across all of the wall, is all of the kings that ruled, not just during the dynastic period up to this point, the time of Seti I, but also it includes details of the time of the gods, the time of the demigods, going all the way back to the time of Zeptetl, the first time. It's one of the most mysterious temple complexes found anywhere in Egypt, anywhere in the world. We don't know for sure who built this complex. We don't know for sure how long it's been there. It is called the Abydos Temple Complex. It actually encompasses two very, very different sites. One of them is very visible to the naked eye, and this is the Seti I Temple, which is very contemporary even in modern terms. If you look at this temple today, the architecture is just exquisite. Uh, it is beautifully, beautifully laid out, and it appears that this site is built on top of an even older, more mysterious site of very, very different architecture that is called the Osirian. The nature of the construction and the apparent dating of that site is contemporary with what we find on the Giza Plateau. Oh, lumps of rock. left to us today is simply the technology, the extraordinary technology and the precision of creating these structures in the places where we find them today. Now, while the Sphinx itself was carved from native stone, the Osirian appears to have been created from the, the granite coming in from the Aswan quarries. And the way that these structures are situated suggests a dating contemporary with, uh, with the Giza Plateau. We're talking right at the end of the last ice age. The ice age ended about 12,000 years before present. Uh, the unsettled weather pattern for 4,000 years after that. So we're talking 10 to 12,000 BP before present as very likely time frames for the building of the Abydos complex itself. Officially, Egyptian history begins in 3100 to 3200 BC. The fact that a city was found in Abydos that dates from approximately 7,000 years ago shows how old the site is. 
It's important to remember that Abydos is the site of Osiris. He lived in Abydos, home of his main temple, the Osirian. Osiris died around the time of the last great flood, aka 10,000 years ago. So finding a 7,000-year-old city in this location reveals how ancient the site truly is. It is very likely that the city was found 400 meters away from Seti I's temple. It probably belonged to the Shemsis, Osiris's followers, otherwise known as the Watching Angels in the Bible. Egyptian funerary texts tell us that Osiris lived there with his Shemsis, his entourage. This mysterious temple complex, called the Osirian, is built at such a level that it fills with water. Could this be an ancient technology dating back to 10,000 years ago? Matthias Di Stefano explains that the technology presented in this subterranean Osirian temple connects back to Atlantis. This temple has been built as a point of connection. What people in Atlantan times did was to use water as a way of bringing information. So they would um, storage information in the water. And in that way, uh, they would also transmit the information through the blood by the bath, uh, like many all other cultures did. So this temple was uh, about to put heaven and earth both together in the blood of people so they could be um, they could have information of both parts of the reality as one and um, of course the as, as the pyramids the the way of building it was to bring the stones from far away to uh, by sound the, the technology was the sound so all the structure was about how to bring the information of far away to uh, by sound the, the technology was the sound so all the structure was about how to bring the information of the cosmos into the blood into the cells by vibration by sound so this is why this is the first place in history where you find the flower of life In my opinion, there is an irrefutable link between the Osirian and Atlantis. The Edfu texts that mention Atlantis speak of a temple called the Bu Anem, which translates to the place of the sister. This corresponds exactly to the Osirian. In my opinion, the Bu Anem is the prototype of the Osirian. It must have been the same type of structure in both Atlantis and Abydos. If the Osirian temple connects back to Atlantis, then is it possible that Osiris is it possible back to Atlantis? Since 2007, I've been working on an important thesis which explains that Osiris is the god found known as Enki at Sumer. They are one and the same. Sumerian texts constantly refer to Enki, welcoming nobles and commoners in his aquatic temple as Enki at Sumer. They are one and the same. Since 2007, 
I have been working on an important thesis which explains that Osiris is the god found known as Enki at Sumer. They are one and the same. Sumerian texts constantly refer to Enki, welcoming nobles and commoners in his aquatic temple. Numerous Sumerian and Akkadian seals show Enki in a structure with columns and surrounded by water. It is clear that it is the Osiren temple. In my opinion, Enki and Osiris are one and the same. He was Enki, Lord of the Earth, to the Sumerians and Azad, his true Egyptian name. And Osiris is the Greek one, to the Egyptians. He lived for a long time in the Osiren temple, where he welcomed his people and preached the good word. Both Enki and Sumer, and Osiris in Egypt, were close to the people and taught them. Enki in Sumer is the famous biblical serpent. Certain tablets refer to him as the serpent. An important element linked to both Abydos and my theory that Enki is Osiris is that Enki regularly lived in an aquatic temple known as Abzu, according to Sumerian texts. The site of Abydos is pronounced Abju in Egyptian, which means the reliquary hill. Why hill? We know there was a hill over the Osiren temple on which grew trees. When does Enki become Osiris? The Sumerian tablets mention Enki with the Nungal, his entourage, who will become the Shemsis in Egypt, and the Anuna, Enlil's followers or sects in Egypt. At first, Enki is very present. Many tablets explain that he came to earth with the gods and that he settles in the Karsag mountains and creates the garden known as Eden. But it is obvious in the Sumerian text that Enki does not get along with the Anuna. Enki eventually leaves the Anuna clan and goes to live in the Atlantean islands and in Egypt, which is where he settles and creates his site at Abydos. This is where he officially becomes Azar, or Osiris. Osiris was one of the main gods of uh, Egyptian culture, uh, related, um, of course, to the main trinity, which was with Isis and Horus. And um, the history of them is something that is more related with the first pharaohs and the first uh, lineage of the kings and queens of this land and how they started to resurrect by mummification and so on. So it's kind of the god of the afterlife of the mummification. But uh, that's the Egyptian point of view of history, but its history comes way um, before and uh, uh, way beyond in, in, in time. And it's more related with the families of Atlantis that came to this land uh, around uh, 12 to 11,000 years ago. So during that period of time, when the civilization ended, they came here. So one of the first families that came to make the settlement here was the family of Osiris, which of course uh, was not the same. So there appears to be a link between the Osirian and the cult of Enki in Sumeria. 
And this comes from the fact that the main temple of Enki at Eridu, in what is today southern Iraq, involved the creation of a structure where the waters of the Euphrates would come in and flood the lower levels, exactly the same as the Assyrian at Abydos. And although we know that the Assyrian still floods associated with the cult of Osiris and what was going on in Samaria was connected with the god Enki, we have to ask ourselves whether there is a relationship between these two gods. Could the Sumerian Enki actually be the same person referred to in Egypt as Osiris? If this is so, could he have lived on the Atlantean islands and then colonized a settlement in Egypt referred to now as Abydos? Experts point to a famous road that could have been where the followers of Osiris traveled from the coast of Africa to Abydos. In the 5th century BC, with the help of Egyptian texts, Herodotus set out to map the route taken by Osiris's followers after the flood which destroyed Atlantis. Egyptians were very familiar with the story of Atlantis, as it is told in great detail on the walls of the Edfu temples. He went from the pillars of Hercules to Mount Atlas, then mapped out the route known today as the Path of the Dead through the Libyan desert, to Thebes and Abydos, and probably Dendera. It's very interesting to see that Herodotus was able to recreate this route, which contemporary archaeologists are quite familiar with, since there are traces throughout the Libyan desert of this road that has since become a trade route. Atlantis was a civilization uh, settled all around the islands in the Atlantic Ocean, around the islands of Green Cape, of uh, Canary Islands, and Azores. The uh, Canary Islands were kind of the, of the most important place through where they started to spread around the world. And they took different paths to get to the Nile, because the Nile was their goal. And um, from the Canary Islands is where they took the path to something that we called that time Talot. And Talot was uh, the, what we call now uh, uh, Iberia. And they had the White Pass and the Black Pass. And this, the White Pass was the Northern and the Black Pass was the Southern, that was Morocco today, that is Morocco today, all the Atlas mountains, and through the south, they went through the fertile valleys uh, in all the Sahara. In that time, there was no Sahara as we know it today. There was uh, more green regions. So they crossed all through that region until they reached by the north, the delta of the Nile, and by the south, they reach the center of the Nile, where now you can find Abydos. If this is true, 
Where can we find in the texts evidence of this ancient Osiris Enki clan? So many My theory is that the southern part of Atlantis was in the Canary Islands and extended north to the Azores Islands. Atlantis was disrupted several times. There were numerous floods, as mentioned in the Edfu texts. Atlanteans regularly faced major problems and were constantly forced to rebuild. In my view, the southern part corresponds to the Canary Islands, which comes from the Latin Canariae Insulae, the island of dogs. Not because dogs were rampant on the island when it was discovered, but because ancient legends tell of humans with dog heads living there. Again, we find the idea that Osiris's followers, the Shemsis, were present in the southern part of Atlantis.